Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouteau. It's the same Just thing. Just say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi, uh, everyone. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. I'll take a yeah. This is the Sinner and the Saint. Here's former hand modeling prodigy. Anderson and bespectacled drifter Will Duckins on 1080 The Fan. Hey, hey kids, happy Saturday. It's a three day weekend. I know you're excited, uh, Will. You're going to be uh, eating some fish? Oh, I'm going to be grilling some fish. I got the trout. Trout on fleek. Do you really? No, I don't okay. own a grill. <laughs> God, if I did, though. Do you have any trout? No, I don't have trout either. Do you go fishing? I want to go fishing, but I feel bad catching the fish and killing them. Why? I don't know. Fish don't have do. any feelings. Yes, they do. Actually, there was a study that came out this week from the BBC that fish do, in fact, have feelings. Now, there's a Nirvana song that says that they do not, and I trust Nirvana over you the You trust a guy who offed himself because he was high on... Oh, heroin. I don't know. I believe there's some uh, counter-conspiracy theories out there that prove that Courtney Love killed him. Courtney Love did not kill Kurt no. Cobain. No. Not. Did not? Did not. You were there? Uh, well, I was, I, was in the, um, I was in one of the news vans that was there. <laughs> gotcha. I didn't know the news vans were there when he actually killed himself. It might have been. Strange. Do you have plans for Memorial Day weekend? Are you doing anything exciting? It's my brother's birthday. Well, it was my brother's birthday on Thursday, but he was busy with work all week, so we're kind of pushing it to Sunday. We're going to do the celebration. So, just going to hang out. Exciting. Yeah, I'm yeah. celebrating my niece's birthday on Monday. Every Monday on Memorial Day weekend is her party. Her mom's is on uh, Labor Day weekend. How old's your niece? I don't know. Six, maybe? You better find that I'm out. i say six. Do you have to kind of smudge I'm... it up when you say happy birthday to her? Do happy what birthday. How old are you now? No, I'm pretty sure she's six. Let's stick with that. Feel pretty confident. <laughs> she might be six birthday on her card, and she's like, I'm 10. No, she's definitely not 10. I know uh, that. She's just finishing kindergarten. I kind of know what's going on. I half pay attention to things. So, uh, all right. Well, birthday parties, uh, I guess, all around. So we'll do that. It was not exciting as a Memorial Day talk as I expected. Well, what did you think it was going to be? I don't know. I thought you had bigger plans than that. Like, do you do anything for the birthday? No, I don't do anything really yeah. for the birthday. It's yeah. not, It's not. you know, uh, we might go on a hike, but that's really it. Yeah. I, I mean, we're not that exciting of people, I would say. Well, I, I don't picture you being a holiday person either. Like, no. like 
yesterday there's mass exodus from the city. You try to go anywhere and traffic's gummed up and people are just like, yeah, let's go to the lake. Let's go out for the weekend. It's and time to get to the lake, guys. Let's get the bros together. Now, is Memorial Day a bros holiday? No, I think it's one of those family holidays where everybody just puts up with everything's going to be more expensive and take longer and, and whatever, but it's a three-day weekend. You don't want to get with the bros, get down by the lake on the dock and put back some Coors Light and you whistle know what? at some of the women? I'm not sure. 55305 is the fan text line. Let us know. Is it a bro holiday or is it a family holiday? I don't and think it's a bro holiday. I think the bros are still working jobs where they don't necessarily go 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. I'll just work when I work. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Mr. Swanson won't let me off. Listen, I can't make it. I'm uh, I'm, I'm building, trying to build a business over here, bro. Somebody's got to yeah, sell these some belts. Of, some of us can't take weekends off like you guys. I think it's a family holiday. I think it's mom and dad are working the 9 to 5. The kids are out of school. Let's go. The One big last hurrah before summer hits. Well, what about you and the twins? What about us? What, you're just going to do this birthday thing? Aren't you going to go to the coast? They don't have school, and clearly I'm working right now. Well, I might go up to the lake. That's what my brother's doing. They're up there camping, so I may stop by. I'm not going to try to go camping with twins. We'll do that at the end of the summer when the whole family can go. But, yeah, no, I'm not trying to pull that. 55305, what are your Memorial Day plans? Well, we already asked them one question about it. you got to ask them again. That's like the classic radio trope. Dude. I want to hear. I want to hear what your plans are. Hi, my name's Cindy. I'm from Tigard. I'm gonna go hang out with the bros. <laughs> Cindy from Tigard. Yeah, doing? Cindy's gonna go with the bros. Show is off to a terrible start. Not that bad. No, it's pretty bad. Five five three zero five. Is this show off to a terrible <laughs> start or what? Let us know. Let us know. Break our confidence. Let's be honest. People tune into this show for hot sports takes. Dripping wet. They. What now? You said hot. Moist. We're here for moist sports takes. Ugh. There's a lot of our listeners that tune in, and all of their sports news they get for the entire week is from this show. And for those particular listeners, we try to give them everything that happened this week in a segment we call In Case You Missed It. What are you saying? Are you, are you going to do the intro this time? Ah, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, here's Lou. All right, in case you missed it this past week, the NFL passed a new rule regarding the anthem protest. You know, the owners got it right when the NFL players responded by showing their country true patriotism and calling the president of the United States an idiot all week. <laughs> Also in football, you may have seen the big news. Johnny Manziel signed to play with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He will not be the starting quarterback. He's going to be a backup to Jeremiah Mazzoli. Uh -huh. Even though he's not the starter, he's still going to try to connect with his running back, Maurice Colorette, and his new wide receiver, Ray Carruth. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, are not afraid to go after guys with questionable character. You may remember they went after Art Bryles as an assistant coach, huh? and their assistant coach in, co in charge of stabbing is O.J. Simpson. Oh, oh. hey -o. Yeah, The Hamilton Tiger Cats are the CFL equivalent of the Cincinnati Bagels, except for now they have talent at quarterback. As opposed to the Bengals, who do not. Hey, you know, 
Huh? I'm I'm gonna interrupt because that's a shot at Andy Dalton. It is. I that's not okay. It's not okay. No. Are you a big Andy Dalton fan? Yeah. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. How many uh, playoff games has he won? I think. So I want to say like about a half. Maybe he's won a half. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of quarterbacks who have won playoff games, Brett Favre this week admitted that he had to go to rehab at least three times during his NFL playing career. Oh. Shocked fans were quoted as saying nothing because there were no shocked fans. Oh. Ah. Oh. Did you catch this little bit of news in soccer this week? Huh? Huh? U.S. soccer legend Brandy Chastain was honored by the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame with a plaque of Gary Busey. She's hot. You see that black? Yeah, it does not look like that. Yeah. Did you ever see that one with it's like the, Gary Busey? It looks like the Ronaldo one. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say that the Ronaldo one looks bad. Ronaldo's statue looks like somebody smacked him. Yeah, the like, re, the remake looks a little better. He so. got post smack face. Totally does. Uh, did you catch this in baseball? Nationals outfielders Juan Santo at just 19 years old on the first pitch of his major league career. Uh, hit a home run. The first pitch to him, 422 feet. He may not be old enough to drink alcohol, but he's old enough to juice. Hey, oh. 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 Yankees Glaber Torres homered in the fourth straight game. He is the youngest player in American League history at just 21 years old to hit four home runs in four straight games. Oh. Yes, just because he's old enough to drink doesn't mean he's too old to juice. Hey, Glaber Torres, alternate career. Glaber? Glaber Torres. Alternate career. Plumber? No. Glaber Torres. Glaber. Hello, I'm Glaber. Hi. I'm here to fix your pipes. Hey, maybe. Yeah, he could be a plumber. I'm Glaber. That. I'm um I'm here to oh, I'm here to show you how to rock climb. Oh, yeah, I can see that. He's got some hipster job. He's a barista. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He works like three separate jobs that all sound cool, but don't make enough money to pay off his car. He he hands you your coffee and it says Bill, and you're like, it's Will. And he's like, My name's Glaber. Nobody ever gets mine right. Bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's your check out my name. He points to his tag and says Glaber. Says Glaber. My friends call me the Glaib. Call me the Glaib. Chicks call me the Glob. Yeah. Sorry about that, man. I'm really sensitive to names. I usually don't get them wrong. What a jerk. <laughs> Sticking with baseball, in case you missed it, this week, Bartol Cologne turned 45. He's fat. His teammates celebrated by shoving his face into a cake. Then Bartolo ate the cake and ate his teammates. Because he's fat. He is fat. He is enormous. He's the only guy I didn't do a Roy joke for, and he's the only one that was actually busted for Roy. Yeah, he. why is he immune to that? I don't know, because he's old and fat and weird. People find pity in that? I guess so. In case you missed it, on Sunday, the Las Vegas Golden Knights defeated the Winnipeg Jets by a score of 2-1 to one to advance to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first NHL season. Oh! If you're going to trust a process, this might be the one you should trust. Please ignore the 76ers. Will, I hate you. If the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup, casinos are expected to suffer their largest loss in futures history. That will be a loss of somewhere in the neighborhood of $5 million. For Las Vegas to recover from that kind of loss, it will take tens of seconds. $5 million. $5 million. So, okay, just get this. 
It's a 500 to one bet. If the, the Golden Knights win, they will lose $5 million. That is how much they lose on a bad Sunday of NFL. That's how much people care about hockey. Just so you know. Yeah, because hockey sucks. Speaking of hockey, the Washington Capitals also made it to the Stanley Cup Finals oh. thanks to a big goal by Alexander Ovechkin. Mm. Ovechkin and the Capitals throughout his career have been known for failing in big games. But now that they finally made it to the Stanley Cup, they'll have a chance to fail in the biggest game. Which is great. Did you catch uh, the Houston Rockets game last night? Oh, yeah. Or two nights ago? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you see J.J. Watt and Justin Timberlake on the sideline having oh, a great time? They're hot. Proving my theory that it's good to be a rich white male in America. Yeah, it really is. Jeez. Sitting just front row, just yucking it up, laughing. Well, you know, J.J. Watt, he uh, he could run for mayor if he really wants of Houston. Oh, yeah. And he should because whoever the mayor of Houston is, they're not doing a great job. I don't see them a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a mayor's doing a great job if I see a lot of them. Yeah. That's probably not a great barometer to go off of. But, like, if I see a lot of the mayor, I'm thinking, oh, he's probably doing a lot. Orby raise, raises tens of millions of dollars for hurricane victims and does yeah, the right whatever. thing all the time. and right, whatever. Pays for college for students. and Who cares? Yeah. I don't know. Just saying. I mean, when I see Mayor Ted Wheeler... I think, hey, he's on TV again. Must be doing a great job. He must be doing a great job trying to explain how he can't contain young protesters. Uh, thank you. Okay, so from the sidelines of the game to the actual game, if you didn't miss, if you didn't catch it, the Rockets won the biggest game of their season Thursday night. They beat the Warriors in Game Five to take a three to two series lead. Now the lead may not be safe if Chris Paul can't recover from the hamstring that he pulled late in the game. Also. They may not have be able to sustain the lead if James Harden can't recover from pulling a James. Did I say LeBron James? I think I did. Damn it. I don't even know what I said. I'm lost. Uh, the Rockets may not also may also have trouble maintaining their lead if James Harden can't recover from pulling a James Harden and shooting 0 for 11 in the biggest game of the season. Really made it through that. And finally. Yeah, finally. And finally. God. Whoa. Some that of last one wore on me. Well, it's because I performed it terribly. It's all right. And then I lost my place. You're doing a great job. And then I fell over. And finally, LeBron James will eat your children. That is where we start next. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint. This is 1080 The Fan. All right. We made it. We made it through the first segment. Thank God. Oh. That was a close one. Did, did you, were you worried we weren't going to make it out? I almost didn't make it. So we sat here last Saturday, and we talked about how terrible the NBA playoffs were. We did, and I think we were both in agreement that it had been pretty sour up until that point. Just kind of sour, not great games, not competitive. Pretty unbelievable how much it's changed in a week, though, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, holy cow, you have a game six tonight, which I don't think anybody's expecting the Rockets to win, which means you'll have a game seven on Monday, I believe. I might have a different opinion on that. All right, well, this is where we talk about it. Oh. Um, I mean, on the show. So we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll do uh, Warriors-Rockets next. Um, but you've got a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals as well. I mean, no no home team has lost. No road team has won. It's funny how both things happen simultaneously. Yeah. Um, but you have LeBron James, who's just unstoppable last night. And you see how 
he still needs help to win. George Hill had a great game last night. Great game. He was a good source of. I, I, there was a stretch uh, in the third quarter where I was kind of like, oh man, I think George Hill's going to anchor this thing. I mean, anchor it besides LeBron James. Yeah. LeBron James obviously is the Cleveland Cavaliers, but then it's like you're saying, they need to find that one other piece that can kind of serve as the Kyrie. As as Kyrie served two years ago. Well, like, you just you need a sidekick. I mean, yes. Jordan Jordan didn't win anything without Pippen, and Magic didn't win without Kareem. I mean, you, there's you don't do it by yourself. I mean, look at this Warriors team. I mean, you're four deep with all stars, and then you have Andre Iguodala, who is proven to be more and more valuable uh, the more time he misses. What's up with that? I, he's a Finals MVP. I mean, he's a good basketball player. Okay. He's a, yeah, I just couldn't believe that he was that much of an impact. I mean, there was so early in the series where it looked like all the Warriors had to do was just ISO plays with Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, that's it. That was the only thing they really had to do. But, I, I mean, I give the Rockets credit because they've been able to shift and make it so that every single time Kevin Durant comes down the floor, he gets different looks. And so when he's moving around the court... He's either getting a mismatch or he's getting somebody who's way bigger. Clint Capella has done a really great job of containing him. Yeah, well, and he's he's also kind of disappeared in the big moments. Yeah. But again, I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. I mean, let, let's start, I think, by just going, I mean, when you look at it last night, what is so different about this Boston team when they're on the road, because they, they, I mean, they don't get blown out. I mean, it's a 10 point loss last night. It was a nine point loss in the previous game. I mean, they seem to though, absolutely annihilate Cleveland at home. I mean, what is it about? Is it just the young guys that need that boost or is it the role players for Cleveland that just seem to disappear when you get into they're young and emotional. I think that's what it is. And you know, your emotions swing when you have a lot more momentum behind you. And I think that, Really, playoff basketball is one of the more undefinable things you can see in sports. Playoff football, I think, is pretty intense. But at a certain point, I think if you have the better level of talent overall in playoff football, you most likely will win. See, I disagree with that because you have a one-game shot where a lot of times you have the better team. If you have an off night in an NFL football game, you 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 lose and you're out of the playoffs. If you have an off night, you can rebound from it in, in the playoffs. I mean, the Houston Rockets in game three got beat by what? 41? Yeah. And then they win back-to-back games. It's terrible. 41. I just feel I mean, like that's, that's an off night. You can't, you can't lose a quarter by 41 in a football game and catch up. It just doesn't happen. I mean, so that's here's a question I have for the text line five, five, three, zero five. What makes the bigger difference in the NBA playoffs, a singular player or the overall team playing well together? So it's basically the question of what makes the bigger difference, the warriors right now, or Chris Paul being healthy for game six or well, seven. Well, but if you look at LeBron, I mean, he hasn't really, I mean, he's had some nights where he's been a little bit off, but not, he hasn't disappeared entirely. No, never. <laughs> but he, he just doesn't. I mean, Jesus, he's, he's averaging like 38 points or something. Yeah, he's got seven 40-point games so far yes. in this. But the thing is, it, it it's amazing how the rest of his team seems to disappear on the road and show up at home. That, that to me, is kind of the baffling point because it's if you come out in this – I mean, Boston has not lost a single game at home. They're averaging, I think, something like 12 points, 13 points in a victory at home. Yet they've only won one road game, and that was an overtime game against Philadelphia. That just wasn't ready for the moment. And really, the only reason they're good at home is because they just shoot better when they're there. They're kind of the same team on the road. They play really great defense. It's just they can't get the offense going. And then once they get home, the shots fall. 
I mean, except for Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier had a great game last night, but just not good else, enough. Everybody else crapped the bed. Well, and that's the other thing too that's interesting about this Cavs team is you watch them play, and it feels like even though the game it was in within six in the fourth quarter, I think is as close as Boston got. You never really worry about them kind of choking the lead when they're at home, but when you're on the road, you're going, "Oh, good lord, these guys are just going to." Gag the thing up. Like I no, had a moment. No lead feels safe to me when when they're traveling. I had a moment last night where I kind of thought that they might pull it out. I think it was within the last three minutes they got within seven, and I kind of go, "Oh, this might be it." And then I what did LeBron James do? He scored two straight fadeaway three pointers, <laughs> two step back three pointers over Jason Tatum, which well, I was just, he stepped left. He didn't really step. Back. It was kind of a step back. <laughs> Dude, after the first one, I go, wow, that's amazing. And then as I saw him go back for the second one, I go, oh, you're pushing it, dude. That's heat check. Dude, when they showed the highlights of those two plays, I had to do a double take. and be like, did they show the exact same play? Because I watched it in real time. But when they show them back to back, you're like, dude, that's the exact same play. Yes. And the second one was at the shot clock. Like, that's the only indicator that I had is the scoreboard lit up as it was going in. Oh, yeah. But that was the other thing, too, is he just was – you give LeBron James the ball and just assume he's going to make the right decision. Just sit back. Let him handle the ball, and he's going to make the right play. And like you said, felt like a heat check, and you're like, that can't be the right play again. He was frigging exhausted last night. There was an interview he did with Doris Burke right after the game where she was, you know, asking him really tropey NBA questions sure. of like, you know, God, where do you find all the energy? How do you do it? Yeah, whatever. And so. He was just kind of like, he just kind of shook his head. He was like, you know, all I do is just go out there and try to play the best basketball and do my job. And, you know, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. To me, in that interview, it sounded like he was like, that was it. That was every piece of me that I'm ever going to give to this team ever again. Yeah. Game seven, I'm going to try to do it. But if we lose, whatever. I, I, I've done everything that I can. This dude is friggin' just dragging this pathetic team with him where Kevin Love, who's supposed to be an all-star, has his concussed. Well, he got knocked out. Well, yeah, Literally whatever, got knocked whatever out excuses game. you want to make. Well, no, the reason he wasn't <laughs> in the game last night is because he got his brain knocked. Yeah, loose. man up, dude. Football players do it. <laughs> Somebody give him Toradol. He's fine. Yeah, you hope so. Let me tell you something. In high school, as you see that guy get banged around all the time, he's gotten what now? soft. He's what? He's getting banged around all the time. When was this? High school. What were you guys up to? What do you mean? Yeah. I don't know. Playing basketball. Oh, gotcha. I was his wingman. Did I ever <laughs> tell you about that? No. Uh, yeah, like a week of high school. So uh, I played with Kevin Love in high school. Did you play varsity? Uh, yeah, I was varsity. Oh, I didn't know. I was wing guy. Wing guy, and so what? What position did you play on the varsity basketball team? Uh, wing guy. Wing guy, got it. Well, because you know they have the whole basic five position crap, but you know they made wing guy. Okay. So because, uh, because when they have a talent like you, well, transformational talent, the they're like, we'll just create me. a position. You can't put me at the four. So wing guy. So they put me at wing guy, and basically it was the idea that Kevin would get the rebound and outlet to me. I mean, Kevin mostly acted as a serviceable player. You get the you get the ball and outlet, and it's run get it to court. Darkens. Get it to Darkens, and he'll shoot it. I don't. I'm having a hard time believing this story. It's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> How unbelievable you are. Yeah. All right. It's pretty good. That's why I didn't play in college. Is that? Is that why? Yeah. All right. Good to know. Um, so here's another nope. question. Sure. Outcome of this game. Outcome of this. Uh, I'm sorry, game? game seven. Game seven. Outcome of game seven. 
if the Cavs win and they go to the finals and they play the Rockets without Chris Paul, mm. do you take the Cavs? Right now, the Rockets are playing a seven-man rotation. One of those seven guys is Chris Paul. You'd have to think that they got a much better chance of playing against the Warriors. But let's just say James Harden comes out tonight. I would take four game seven and yeah. just puts up four game games 45, 50. This is game six. Yeah, game six or seven the next, because yeah, yeah. there's going to be game seven. Uh, he puts up 45 <laughs> or 50, right? Yeah. And they get to the finals and it's the Cavs in Houston. Do you, who do you take in that? Because obviously, if it's the Warriors and the Cavs, it's going to be a gonna be the Warriors. It's going to be horrible. It feels, it feels that way. And that's much. why I'm rooting for Houston, because I want to see like a six-game series. I, I, I would think agree. it'll be more competitive. I would agree with that. But the other thing, too, is look at these two basketball games and the way they were played. So you have Thursday night was game five between the Rockets and the Warriors. And then you had last night's game six against uh, Cavs against Celtics. Which of those two games looked like the team's the better teams, like just the way they were played. I mean, we look at the final minutes of that Warriors uh, uh, Rockets game. You have Draymond Green dropping passes. I don't think either team made a, a point in the final minute twelve, something like that. It's bad. It, it's crappy ball. It was. It was. It was really sloppy basketball. Meanwhile, on the other side of things, you've got the Celtics and the Cavs. You've got LeBron making step back threes to kind of hold back the onslaught from a young Celtics team. I mean, the better the better basketball game was definitely the Celtics-Cavs, but I think everybody just goes that it's a foregone conclusion that the better basketball teams are in the West. But do you think that there's any discernible better team? I mean, obviously, I'm just going to put the Cavs at the bottom of the rung for everybody. I know LeBron James is playing out of his mind. But he's the a, best player, yes, yeah, but, but he's as not a the best team, team. Yeah. they're probably the worst of the four, but if you take the other three teams... I can't really tell who's better because Golden State's playing the worst basketball they've played in at least two years. Yep. Houston doesn't have Chris Paul right now, and so we're going to see in game six how bad it can get. And the Celtics obviously can't win on the road. So if yeah. you can't win on the road and you're going to play somebody like Houston, it's not going to end up very well because you're not going to have home court. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. So you or would they have? So wait, if it was Boston and Golden State, who would have home court? They're both two seeds. I'd have to look at the records. I think it's Golden State. Because remember, you have to remember that Houston and Golden State were were miles ahead of the rest of the West. I think they both had a pretty good record. So that's just a guess. We'll check that. And then you have a theory on how the Rockets win without Chris Paul. I said that? I think you did. Oh, of course. That's next. Right after the news. Warriors play the Rockets at home tonight. That's pretty exciting. Oh! Before we get to that, though, uh, we do have a couple poll questions for you kids to play along with at home. Uh, they are at uh, a thing called Twitter on the internet. Uh, go to at CenterSaint1080 or at 1080 the fan. You can play along. Kids call it the net. The net? You remember that movie with Sandra Bullock? No, I don't. I thought it was called The Web. Pretty sure it's the net. The dub, dub, dub. Sweet movie. Anyways. That was uh, when the internet was new and everybody thought it was some terrorist tool. It's around the same time that Y2K was going to take out the planet? Probably. Okay. So, anyways. Uh, Will, Will Darkens, what, what are our two polls? So, we got two polls today. The first one stems from a heated uh, yet jovial argument that Luke and I have had now for two days. Spans over two days. 
Which NBA statistic is the most moot, more mooter, most moody, tittiest? Yeah. Moot. Not, not sure which word to use. Anyway, so the most moodest, most moodiest, mid. U- useless. Which one? Yeah. Which stat? Yeah. At 16%, we have assist to turnover ratio, 26% per PER. Uh, player efficiency rating. Yes. Yep. And in a dead heat oh, no. at 29% each, there is plus minus and VORP. What now? VORP. VORP. So what is VORP? Uh, I don't know. What is VORP? Uh, it is the variance over replacement player. That can't be right. Yeah. Variance over replacement player. Right? <laughs> Wait, hell, that's right. Value over replacement player. Value over. Variance. You threw me off with the variance. It's value over replacement player. And then, of course, plus minus is how many points your team scores versus your opponent's team scores while you're on the floor. The most useless stat ever. So, I don't know. I just want to frame this argument for for our uh, listener out there. Is there a listener? Are you still listening? Gary, are you still there? Hello? For our listener, uh, so Friday morning, you and I had a conversation about the Warriors-Rockets game Thursday night. Yes. You and I were talking about James Harden and how he's, well, you came in screaming how he's awful. He's the worst! I said James Harden is the worst I said, player! Hold on. hold on, I said he sucks in fourth quarters. I did. Well, I said no, no, he no. is terrible in fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, but you were mad about the whole game because he was what? 0 for 11. 0 for 11 three. from three-pointer. That's terrible. But I said to you, well, somebody had to do something. They won the game. You're like, nobody played well except for Chris Paul. And I go, Eric Gordon played well. Yeah, but that's, uh, I guess, a little bit. That's it. And then I said, P.J. Tucker played well. And this got your goat. Got my goat. And you said, prove to me that P.J. Tucker played well yes. in that game. Because I didn't remember P.J. Tucker in that game. And we pulled up the box score, and who had the highest plus-minus in the game? Uh, P.J. Tucker. So so that's what we're going to equate. P.J. Tucker. No, but this is your entire basis for your argument that it's a worthless stat. Yes. Is that if it's a stat worthwhile, P.J. Tucker would never lead any game ever in the history of basketball. Here's what I'm saying. If P.J. Tucker has the best, and I mean running away best plus minus, like, let's see, who has the next? Who had the best plus minus yesterday? He had eight. James Harden had eight in that game. And P.J. Tucker was the next one, the top 14. Here's his stat line. Eight points, (laughs) three personal fouls, two turnovers, no blocks or steals or assists, nine rebounds, three of six shooting, 42 minutes. So I guess the argument is, uh, can you have a good game if you don't put up, fill up the stat sheet? Can you be perceived as having the most impact on your team with a statistic? Well, again, if on the stat but, sheet, but you're you suggesting, but see, you're this is this is where your argument falls apart, young man. Is you're saying that that is a perceived value? It is not. That is a statistical value of your team's total points. This is something that is calculated by. Counting the number of points that your team scores versus your opponent scores while you're on the floor. Don't remember P.J. Tucker. That's fine that you don't remember him. Here's the problem is you suck at watching basketball. No, I'm incredible at it. No, you're. Didn't I tell you I was wingman? (laughs) 
<laughs> I was he did, but oh. I don't think that's a real thing. Sorry, wing guy. Yeah, wing guy. Yeah, I think confused. wing guy is at Hooters. They said they're going, I'm here for the wings. Just I'll give you that one. Just showed up because the wings are good. Yeah, that's wing guy. Just showed up because the wings are good and I hate my wife. <laughs> my children are awful. I'm slowly losing control of everything around me. Exactly. I'm wing guy. Hey, there's Wing Guy. Ah, Will. That Will, he's a real Wing Guy. So Hooters like every week. Ask Wing Guy for a cigarette. You know he's got one. That's true. Now, not, not to be confused with Wing Man who helps you meet somebody. Yes. No, no, no. Wing Guy is all about himself. Well, why the hell's Wing Man at, at Hooters? There's no No, point. no, Wing that's Man's like, not. That's no, like wing fishing man's with a shotgun. No, no. Wing, man. wing Man's out helping his buddy. He's a good yeah. guy. Wing Guy is awful. Yes. Okay. Wing Guy. And you. Oof. You, sir, are Wing guy okay here's my comparison to this okay so in that same game trevor reza right mm -hmm. trevor reza has a um plus minus of zero we're still talking yep. about this game from thursday sure plus minus of zero here's his stat line six points four personal fouls no turnovers no blocks three steals one assist two rebounds one of six shooting 42 minutes. Now, if you compare the two stat lines of Trevor Reza and P.J. Tucker. Wait, wait, they, wait, wait. What else is on the stat line? There's something else on there. What? what? Is there another stat on that line? I don't know. That you left out? Which one did I leave out? <laughs> I do want to know. I, I didn't purposely leave anything out. Okay, doesn't, doesn't matter. Plus minuses. Okay, the, plus minus. Yeah. yeah. So, Reza is at zero. P.J. Tucker is at 14. They have... Very, very, very similar a yeah. stat line. Very similar. Played the same. Except amount for the of problem minutes. is you remember Trevor Ariza making a big shot at the end or the or free. Throws. I remember him a little bit more, but why is there such a disparity disparity with Ariza at zero and PJ Tucker at 14? Five five three zero five. I want to know this. Why what? is PJ Tucker I, I, so much okay, more? Okay, but this is what I don't understand that you don't understand. Uh? It's calculated by how many points are scored in the game. It's not arbitrary. This is this is the thing about statistics that I don't think you understand. Statistically speaking, that's cheating. <laughs> they had that many points. It's not arbitrary. It's not going, well, I think he had a better game and a bigger impact on the game. Because the other thing about it is Chris Paul, I think there's no doubt, had a huge impact on that game. Massive. His, he was the reason they won. His plus minus is? That game? Yep. Let me get it for you. Yep. That's going to be a negative 13. So therefore, plus minus does not, not necessarily calculate indicator. the perceived value of a player. Chris Paul had a negative 13 because he had a terrible first half. If you watch the game, he was awful. He had two points, and he was a mess, but he had a great second half. It just didn't overcome that statistical deficit. But his final... Yeah, quarter. in the fourth right. quarter, it, you know it makes up for everything. In for, fact, for, if James Harden had continued to miss for, all those shots, by the way, James Harden, uh, plus <laughs> eight, uh, plus or minus, he was plus eight that game. He didn't make one three-pointer. I think that made 21 three-pointers. I, I would just like to go to the text line before this changes. Please. Uh, I asked if anybody was listening. Uh, according to Sam the Mailman, I'm listening to you idiots. So that may have changed, but at least somebody's listening right now to this stupid, stupid argument that you have. This is an incredible argument. If you look at a box score yes. and, and you look at the whole thing, I will, I will point to a guy for you right now, LaMarcus Aldridge. Okay. LaMarcus Aldridge would score 40 points in a basketball game mm -hmm. and then disappear at the end. Yeah. It doesn't change that he scored Where 40 points. San Antonio points. or Portland? Both. 
<laughs> Both. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but he did this in Portland all the time. I mean, this that's was right. one of those things where he would go in the first three quarters, he'd be unstoppable. Eight feet, 18 foot jumper after 18 foot jumper, and he couldn't miss. But when the pressure is on, I think that you would agree with me that LaMarcus Aldridge would kind of fade. Uh, more often than not. More often than not. Statistically speaking, doesn't change the number of points that he had. Doesn't change, but the impact on the game, that's why you watch it. But the funny thing about the whole plus-minus thing is, yeah, there's going to be anomalies. There's going to be times where guys have a high plus-minus. You're like, that doesn't make any sense. But there's times where you look at the game and you go, man, P.J. Tucker played a really good game yesterday. Well, but he didn't score a lot. Yeah, he's not a scorer. Well, he didn't have a bunch of blocks. Well, he's not a shot blocker. But sometimes you can have an effect on a game just being a good teammate and being there for your guys. That is the most just white bread answer I've ever heard from you in my life. I didn't know you were that wholesome. Wholesome that you can have an impact on a basketball game without scoring? you try hard and you you get out there and you slap butts and you have fun with your teammates, you you can have an effect on the game. Dude, that dude had no effect on the game whatsoever from this stat line. None. Except. And then Rob goes ahead and says, and you tried to show me this the other day. Rob goes, oh, man, we got to say P.J. Tucker is just doing a great job defensively. He is? Yeah, I don't know. We've got somebody else listening to this stupid argument, uh, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. This is think- a, no, this is ridiculous to me. What? It's ridiculous that you guys think that P.J. Tucker's done a great job when now, I can't remember one definable moment that he's had. Again, it goes back to the original premise of this argument. You suck at watching basketball. I like VORP. You explained VORP to me, and I actually thought it was pretty good. So VORP is the basketball equivalent of war for anybody that's an analytics nerd out there and what they do with war in baseball. So plus minus is is built from hockey. Hockey, they did this to figure out because there's not a lot of goal scoring in hockey, so it makes a lot of sense to go, how valuable are you on, on the ice? Well, baseball did the same thing. They said, all right, how valuable are you compared to the average baseball player? So Mike Trout, for example, right now is on a trajectory where if he continues at the same pace, he will have the highest war of any baseball player ever in the history, which means he's playing that much better than the average. You take the average of all the players, you take all the statistics. Just basically taking a massive and, aggregate of every player and, yep. and comparing it to one. And then you compare it to, yeah, you yeah. take all of Major League Baseball, compare it to Mike Trout, and he has the best war ever. So in basketball, what they do is they do the same thing with VORP, is they take the average of all of the NBA and then compare it to players. The greatest all-time VORP, LeBron, LeBron James. James. Number two, Michael a, Jordan. But LeBron James is leading by a lot. I mean, he He, he really, is, but, but he's not leading by as much in the playoffs, and it's a lot higher yeah. in the regular season, yeah. which you would expect because Jordan was uh, that much better in the playoffs. So, anyways, that's our analytics battle. God, we sure are good at it. What? At analytics. Super good at it. Do you think we should just shift our show to just be all about analytics? What I think we should do is get to good versus evil. And we'll do that next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Keep it 
became their best player to the point where LaMarcus Aldridge actually left town. <laughs> and you know what happened when he left town? C.J. McCollum came. He plays at an all-star level, and they made the playoffs every year. Regardless of what has happened, when Dame Lillard has been a part of that team, they made the playoffs every well, year. Well, hold on. Guess who that was? Uh, no idea. I, could, I couldn't even. You couldn't even guess. I couldn't that. even begin to guess who that was. That was a man who perpetually looks like he smells a fart. Jalen Rose. He's talking he about this. He does look that way, doesn't he? Yeah, he does always. He didn't get up and leave the studio. He's talking about the small light of good news on this Trailblazers season. All-star point guard and whiner. Weiner, Weiner, Damian Lillard made the NBA All First Team along with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Many critics say Russell Westbrook was more deserving after averaging a triple double for the second straight season. What say you, Luke Anderson? I think that what Russell Westbrook is doing uh, to the triple double is fantastic. He's making it irrelevant. He's just getting so many that people are just moving away from it. Last year when he did it, he was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Give him the MVP. How'd the team do? Eh, don't worry about that. Yeah, and it's kind of weird that he averages triple doubles and they suck. Like, well, yeah. really hard. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's making a – speaking of stats that are irrelevant, the triple double is one of the most pointless uh, accolades that you can go. It's like – if you do not, if you get a nine 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 game, is that really that bad? Well, or do you, I don't know if it's so irrelevant as is. It's just irrelevant in this case with Russell Westbrook because well, LeBron James gets plenty of triple doubles. But again, like I think, kind of what you're saying is he doesn't go for them. It just yeah, but, happens. Well, I guess what I'm saying, the whole point of the la whole last segment was not all statistics are created equally. Not all 40-point games are the same. Not all 10 assist games are the same. Not all 10 rebound games are the same. So if you go for 40, 10, and 10, and you lose, who cares? Or if you fall apart in the fourth quarter, who cares? Statistics do not tell the whole story. I think we both agree with that. You know, I think he's at an age where, uh, just thinking back to when he joined us, where he's blessed to have three children now, and he's built a number of businesses and has certain responsibilities. And I think it's very hard for him to fulfill those. That was Guinness Book, or I'm sorry, Guinness World Record Book holder for oldest man to have the hottest wife, Robert Kraft. He was expressing the excitement mouth-to-mouth -mouth sun kisser Tom Brady has for the upcoming football season. The Pats QB did not show up for the start of organized team activities Monday. Brady has been known, though, to skip OTAs in the past and really hasn't attended any Patriots offseason programs in 2018. But... Various reports are now coming out this week that Brady is continuing to work out with his controversial trainer, Alex Guerrero. On a scale of one to oh crap, how worried should the Patriots be about this? Uh, don't we do the oh crap meter all the way to 10 every year for the Patriots? They get housed by the Chiefs and they're done and their run's over. And uh, oh, Brady's suspended for four games and they're done and their run's over. Yeah, no, I don't. My my oh crap meter does not register for the Patriots ever anymore. And until they go on an eight-game losing streak and are eliminated from the playoffs in Week 12, I'm and not Tom sure Brady is still their quarterback. Yeah, I'm not. I, honestly, didn't they win ten games with Matt Castle? I know they missed the playoffs that year, but they still won ten games with Matt freaking Castle. What did he ever do outside? That guy made more money for having had played for the Patriots than he should have. That's for sure. I think my only slightly oh crap moment was when they traded um, Jimmy Garoppolo. 
So I was like, oh, you don't have a backup plan now. Yeah, they do. Brian Hoyer came right back in. He'd been God. a backup. Hey, been a backup there before. Why do you have such a crush on Brian Hoyer? I don't. I just think that that was a smart move. I think people go, oh, they didn't get anything back for him except for, oh, yeah, they released Brian Hoyer and they paid him nothing to come back and sit behind him. Brian Hoyer is not a solution. Uh, no, Brian he's not. Hoyer is a Band-Aid. No, he's not. Of course he is. And he's bald. That's true. He's it's uh, it's just so hard because he's such an incredible person when when he is under the right treatment. Is medicated the right word? I don't know what to. This is where it's t- tough to. You don't want to overshare, but he's dealing with the demons right now. What? That was white guy who forgot to shave while wearing a suit, Jeff Darlington. He's talking about a rather sad story that surfaced this week. Police in Florida say former offensive lineman Richie Incognito thought he was under government surveillance when they responded to an incident in Florida this week at a fitness center. Witnesses say Incognito was throwing tennis balls and other items at Lifetime at the Lifetime Fitness Center. The former lineman has flirted with returning to the NFL after announcing his retirement less than two months ago. Do you feel his apparent mental illness creates sympathy regarding the Jonathan Martin bully scandal? So knowing what we know now, do you have some sympathy for Richie Incognito in regards to that situation? Knowing what I know now, they both seem to have mental issues. I mean, Jonathan Martin was just arrested and was making open threats on, uh, what was it, Instagram or something. I mean, Jonathan Martin is, is you know... Didn't he have a gun or something? Yeah, not a full deck of cards either. And then you have Richie Incognito. So it just, just shows when you get two guys that are a little bit off kilter, things aren't going to go terribly well. And didn't he throw a dumbbell at somebody and yeah. he brought up tennis balls? Yeah. He threw tennis balls and other things. Yeah, dumbbells a little bit more substantial. I'd like to see how far he could throw that dumbbell. Well, how heavy? How far do you think dumbbells are made in different weights? I don't know if you know that. How how far do you think he could throw twenty? Twenty? Well, my kids are uh, twenty twenty pounds ish each. I can throw them about ten yards. That's pretty good. Yeah. Do you throw them in their crib? Wait, no, 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 no. Or when you've had too much beer? No, I, that's uh, too short. Of, the, the, their nursery's too small for that. Just pick them up. You grab them by the legs and spin around and throw them like a hammer. That's quality. Yeah. All right, time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from the world of toys. Yay! What kind of toys? Play-Doh. Oh, hey Says it has persuaded the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to trademark the smell of Play-Doh. This is the first instance that a smell has been trademarked. The official description of the aroma is, quote, sweet, slightly musky vanilla fragrance with overtones of cherry. I've never noticed the uh, cherry overtones. I thought it just smelled like salt. Yeah, I don't know. My mom always made Play-Doh for us. What? Homemade Play-Doh. How do you make Play-Doh? I don't know. Ask my mom. Let's get her on. Yeah, we'll do that. That'll be our next segment. Do that next. Yeah, but on a scale of one to ten, how much do you want me right now? Wait, what? Whoa! Whoa! What? Now you're gonna interview my mom? Yeah. Yikes! I would think if someone was gonna to trademark a flavor though, Play-Doh. Very surprising that that's who it well, is. It's a, it's a smell. That's what I meant. A yeah. smell. But out of all, the, it's not Glade. It's not you know Yankee Candle. It's Play-Doh. Well, Play-Doh does have a very specific smell to it i mean the only reason that i said i thought it smells salty i don't mean to dismiss it uh i'm just kind of saying that like you know yeah play-doh does kind of have its own thing you know what else smelled was gack (laughs) do you ever play with gack can't recall playing with gack you ever recall playing with gack in your room alone no gack's pretty awesome i'll take your word for it uh this has been uh a segment we call good versus evil 
brought to you by 808, the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. Go eat their Hawaiian food. It's delicious. All right, hour two when we come back. NFL protests uh, have new rules, as do their kickoffs. A little more NBA basketball, and I've got some very exciting news that will only be exciting to Will, but we're going to do it anyway. You have guests, too. Oh, yeah, and beer. We're talking beer. It's a big thing. Cheers to Belgium Beers uh, Festival coming up. We'll talk about that uh, and everything else that I just mentioned before I was so rudely interrupted. All when the center and the same return. 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.